I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. Walkout Boys is proudly brought to you by flex.co.nz. This episode contains spoilers for the first half of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. It contains no spoilers for the second half. We didn't say that, you idiot. Why? Because we are. That's right, we are Walkout Boys. We walk out of films and then guess the second half. I'm Joseph Moore. I'm Nick Sampson. And we did it again, guys. People are guessing, when are we going to sit through a whole one? Never. Not once. We will always leave halfway through the movie, even if it really makes us mad and sad and question, why are we still doing this? Does anyone care? There's no reason. This is These are good movies that people have put work into, and we just keep leaving. I hope they never find out what we're doing. If, God, if anyone feelings. was to find out what we're doing, we I would be mortified. Imagine if, imagine if Colin Farrell or... Uh, any Redmayne got wind that we'd walked out during their movie. I would be mortified. If they, what if we were at a party and Eddie Redmayne says, um, uh, hello, uh, could I take you boys into the corner for a second? I've heard that you only saw half of my fantastic pieces and where to find them. I spent a long time learning my nervous voice I put on for the film. And, and I haven't been able to shake it since. It's, I went so method that I now have this awkward nervous voice that I bring into all my movies now and as a this result this is I'm why I sort of hang out in the kitchen of the party not talking to anyone even though I am a very handsome famous movie star Eddie Redmayne um, also I stole some beers from the fridge is that fine I'm sorry I feel like wow Eddie you're not doing so great I wish really wish no I'd... well I'm not doing great at all because someone keeps walking out of my movies and I've heard that it's you well it's you say keeps we've done it once well I've had a talk with some other some other celebrities, and they said that you've walked out of their movies as two. Tom Cruise, Amy Adams, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Uh, Is there anyone we've walked out of many movies of? Look, I can't. I struggle to remember <laughs> the movie we just walked out of. So, uh, anyway, listen, I want to say I'm sorry, Eddie. It was a good movie, and you were doing great things before we go too deep into the plot of fantastic beasts and mr and mr fox <laughs> fantastic mr beast and where to fox them uh before we go too deep into discussing the first half of that uh, just a quick update nick what's that uh with our brand new segment that we debuted last week that we're going to keep going on this po- doing on this podcast and that is of course alive and cromwell Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, this is the segment where we check in on actor James Cromwell, who played uh, Farmer Hoggett in Babe, and just to make sure that he's not dead um, and that he is indeed well. Uh, so, Joseph, you 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 checked it was in on, on me this week, yes. Mm-hmm. And just before we started this podcast, I googled James Cromwell, 
Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you believe it, he is still alive. Thank the Lord. And Cromwell. Oh, good on him. <laughs> so, uh, What is new? <laughs> well, uh, a rumor, and this is, I went on Google News for James Cromwell. Uh, a, it is rumored that Mr. Cromwell will be uh, appearing in the new Netflix season of The Crown. Oh, have the, you seen the crown? I started yet? watching. We watched one episode at, at my house, and uh, we found it boring. Um, <laughs> well, guess what's not going to be boring? Season well, two. Yeah, when James Cromwell rocks in as fit as ever and casts a much needed healthy glow over this pale British uh, drama. Uh, the rumor is he'll be playing Prince Philip, aka ah. Queen Elizabeth's husband, aka the Duke of Edinburgh. W- wait a minute. As like an old, isn't that? The whole thing? What? Isn't it all about Elizabeth? But now it's... And oh, Prince Philip? But it's played by Ma- Matt Smith? Now it's modern... It's going to be modern oh, day. Flash forward. Yeah, like Lost season four. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's he's going to be him, um, the Duke of Edinburgh, who's uh, famous in the Commonwealth countries uh, for giving you a medal for going on uh, hiking. <laughs> and if anyone's fit for a hike, it's James Cromwell. <laughs> So we look forward to seeing him go on some hikes and give out medals in The Crown Season 2. James, glad to hear. Godspeed, sir. You're doing well. We're sorry we thought you were dead. <laughs> right, let's jump into Fantastic Beasts and who to find, when, and why, why to find them. So, uh, this is a Harry Potter... Um, joint. Some, a joint. A uh, Harry Potter joint. <laughs> uh, it's set in the wizarding world. Yeah. Which is our world. Because... Mm. They say it. In a way, in the, in the every movie world. is set in the <laughs> wizarding world. Yeah, just all the characters don't know about wizards. Say <laughs> so the movie Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, certainly set in the wizarding yeah. world. It's just that they don't ever encounter wizards. Well, no, because wizards go to great lengths to keep secret. Well, they always wipe your memory. Actually, you know what? There might be a bit of Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, where they do encounter a wizard, but then everyone, including you in the audience, gets obliviated. Well, that would happen. Say you were filming a movie, and a wizard flew on a broomstick into shot, and then looked down the camera and went, Nah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, ob- <laughs> and obliviated um, the, the director of photography. So would the wizard then have to go into the editing suite and like... Well, no, because out? the editor would just be putting the film together, and they w- would have their memory erased of seeing... The uh, wizard in that shot, and they just include the shot in the film. Right, okay, so they so this is a fuck up on the wizard's behalf. Yeah. So it's still going to... to cinemas. 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 <laughs> cinemas. That's what wizards call them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they don't need to go to... Wizards don't even need to go to movies because they just look at a picture, and it's already a movie. Right. Albeit, like, a movie of someone just, like, it's like a... Going, hello! <laughs> <laughs> Not that good. It's just like a gif. Um, yeah, and so then... The wizards would have to go around the movies, obliviating all of them. Well, no, you because the you get obliviated in the one shot. Oh, so the shot, the, so the shot in the film in Jack Reacher. Let's say, let's, let's say, <laughs> why, why are we remembering this? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, we probably have seen this. Uh, wizard flies into frame, um, does the spell down camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and you're saying the spell goes through the magic of cinema. Yeah, well, that because of the magic of cinema. 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 It goes into the cinema and obliviates the audience. All uh, non-magic people inside the movies. But they don't forget that they're enjoying the plot of Jack Yeah, they remember every other part about that. (laughs) Actually, it works out quite well because there's some other kind of just goofs in the film that also... also, uh, Do you not think that uh, a wizard, uh, like, um, you know, 
what, I don't know if there's any w- listening. Certainly there are. Um, a wizard wanting to make you know quite a career. They wouldn't for listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. They just find muggle things very quaint. Um, if you were a wizard, you could just go into a movie and uh, cast a spell and say to everyone, "You've seen a very good movie." And they would all go out and tell their friends that they had. Do you reckon there's a movie out there that everyone loves that's actually a very bad movie, but it was made by a wizard? I think there is. What uh, if just like 12 Years a Slave was garbage? <laughs> like it, was, <laughs> it was so bad. 12 Years a Slave was actually like super racist. Yeah. It came down very hard on like the, um, on the, it was like pro um, slavery and stuff. So and then a, big a movie wizard boss. went around just <laughs> fixing it. Yeah, they put it. They, the people that made it didn't do a good job, and it didn't didn't tell the story that they hoped it would. Mm. Was that a Warner Brothers film? Because I feel like Warner Brothers, are, they sort of. The I key. think it was independent. I don't okay, think it was well, that. Warner Brothers seem like the ones that have all the wizards. Well, they bought the rights to Harry Potter, yeah. and, and wizards <laughs> wizards aren't happy that Harry Potter. Harry well, Potter. Harry, Harry Potter, the greatest wizard story ever told, is being told by Muggles. Yeah, that's kind of that's not good, eh? That is not good. Yeah, this is their story to tell. And, and casting a muggle in a wizard role is going to be like very offensive well, in the Eddie, wizarding world. Well, Eddie Red, Redmayne's already, you know, played a kind of. He's played oh, Stephen right. Hawking. He played a transgen- and a transgender. And a transgender. <laughs> he's out to offend everyone. <laughs> so, um, but and of course the wizards probably aren't happy this movie's out there because it's giving away a lot of their secrets <laughs> that they work as seen in the film very hard to protect, and yet. One of the most popular properties out there is really lifting the curtain in a in a big way. Oh my god! But we love it. <laughs> yeah, well, we did love it. Now I'll I'll forgive them all the cultural appropriation and the casting. Because I got to say, if I did see a wizard now, I would be like, oh yeah, like from Harry Potter, right? And they'd be like, well, not exactly. Yeah, no, like- not, I mean, Harry Potter is just more of an idea. <laughs> He's not a real person. It's just sort of a, a myth we tell. Harry Potter, eh? Did, so did you know Harry Potter? No, he's he's kind of well, he's kind of a, a few people mixed together in one, like bit of bit of dramatic license because <laughs> that's too convenient. It wouldn't be one boy that did a good job. It would no. be like it would be like it would be like the government mixed with some like unions, yeah, work together to rid with like through legislation. They, yeah, they got rid of Voldemort. That's not a good story to tell. <laughs> There's some things that from Harry Potter that are, you know, like true to true to yeah, form. Like the staircase has moved. Yeah. And like you can make a pie appear on a table. Like, they're gonna yeah, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> but the rest of it's just bureaucratic <laughs> bullshit. It doesn't make for a good movie. But you know what does make for a good movie? A a suitcase full of full of fantastical beasts. Yeah, so it's, it's and this. who when to find them. Let's quickly sum up what we saw. Okay. We saw um Classic cultural appropriator Eddie Redmayne show up as <laughs> as a known scoundrel appropriator, um, Newt Salamander. Did I make uh, that name yeah. up? Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Well, yeah. I don't think it's Salamander. <laughs> I don't think his name is an entirely well, like... a Newt. <laughs> it is Newt. Newt, but it but it's not Newt it's Salamander. Not, like, both his names aren't a lizard. <laughs> Newt Newt uh, Turtle Gecko Salamander Gecko um, is a. Uh, is a shy British man who shows up in New York oh. in the twenties. Yeah, the Great Depression. Hmm. But you know what? Who's not depressed? Everyone in the movie. New York. <laughs> <laughs> 
doesn't seem to be affecting them that much. No, it's still very, it's very much as whimsical as you would uh, uh, imagine um, a Harry Potter movie. And he is there for a reason which I can't remember. But he has. Uh, he's there to buy an animal. I think he's there to free an animal. He says buy. He means free. Well, you haven't seen the second half. Either way. The second half could just he, be a very pleasant exchange, is he? Either way, he's bringing, like, he's bringing livestock and now. You and I live in New Zealand. We know the imp- if you try and take anything into New Zealand, yeah, uh, like an apple or an orange or something, we will kill you um, because we have many defenseless, flightless, stupid, idiot birds that should have died long ago. But due to the fact we're this island in the middle of the Pacific, we we just you know they continue to live. And one thing we definitely would not allow is a small suitcase that is in fact a whole house <laughs> inside it. We do not like that. Full of oh, it's like a zoo. He's got a zoo in his suitcase, yeah? you're yeah? definitely not allowed to bring a zoo. They already have a zoo, uh, and they don't need the competition. Um, and so he's brought a lot of crazy animals, and wouldn't you know it, they get out because he's super careless with them. <laughs> For a guy whose main aim is to protect magical creatures and educate the world, he's like a dock worker or like a, a Department of Conservation guy, or like he's like a, a Steve Irwin, I guess. Yeah. Um, Steve Irwin without any, any charisma. If Steve Irwin would come... The crocodile hunter would just come onto your show and just let loose <laughs> like fifty crocodiles. I'd be like, "Oh, don't worry about it, mates. We'll get them back eventually." And then he never gets them back. <laughs> They're loose around the city, and he takes days and days. Um, so, yeah. He's that sort of conservationist. And he's um. So early on in the, <laughs> he's losing animals within three <laughs> seconds of <laughs> of arriving in New York. Uh, what does he lose? He loses a... Um, he loses a platypus. A platypus. Who loves gold. Yeah. And he loses uh, some bees. And But you say bees. They're purple bees. Oh, yeah. A bee is a bee, though. <laughs> game recognized game. <laughs> I recognize a bee because I love bees. You do. Um, he, the, uh, a rhinoceros, a fire with a fire in his nose. Yes. A rhinoceros with like, some sort of... like. But a very horny, <laughs> a horny rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. That... Wants to have sex with every everyone. That's how horny works. You guys, you guys know that. Um, uh, what else? What else? What other animals are there? A porcupine with floppy spikes. No, I think that's the platypus. Is that the platypus? No, there's a porcupine with. Oh yes, floppy. Yeah, like <laughs> yes, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. This one that's like. And that's I haven't read like embryotic J.K. Rowling's original uh, fantastic piece and where to find them book that was released uh, a few years ago. Mm. But this is how she describes them. Right. I believe. Okay, so like a gross... <laughs> no, she just says, a porcupine with floppy spikes. Yeah, but not the not like a platypus that loves gold or a horny <laughs> The book is real short. It's just like some crude drawings she did like on a plane. Because, um, yeah. you know, she's... Any- well, she was the height of her powers. <laughs> she knew she could sell a lot of those things. Yeah. They're like, do you have anything else, JK? She's like, mm, yep, these, this pile of napkins... <laughs> What is it? It's their fantastic beasts. And why to find them? <laughs> and then the, the editor changed it to where. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that well, was she a... was mad about. Um, and these these things get out. And uh, and then that's kind of oh, it, They right? get into the hands of a a non-magic person. They're not called muggles in America. Oh, they're called no-madge. Because the Americans not as creative, are they? No. <laughs> um, and he wants to be a baker. The no-madge. Yeah. Um. Because he likes me. He's kind of a sad character, isn't he? Everyone's everyone's a bit sad and weird. It is the depression. So 
Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I suppose. And, and Newt Salamander also meets uh, someone who works for Congress. Yes, magical Congress. Sorry, not normal Congress. No, no. There's always a magical version of everything. Yes. And and, and she is also quite weird. Everyone's everyone's real kooky. <laughs> it's kind of weird seeing a Harry Potter movie with no children as buy-in. Yeah, that's true. Because like normally like everything's told through the wondrous eyes of these children, but yeah. this is just all everyone's kind of jaded. Fully grown adults being like, "Well, this is a bumpin' bath," and yeah, you're yeah. like, "No, you don't." Guys, I don't think it's a real like. Uh, it's it really shows what what the sort of whimsical schooling of a place like Harry Potter actually does to you. Like you spend so much of your school life battling, you know, overgrown plants and fishing like fairies out of the lake that you actually don't learn how to adjust to being an adult. So you turn into like this weird sort of... Everyone's very socially awkward. Yeah, no one knows how to talk to people. There's clear sexual chemistry between multiple characters and they all all have no idea what to do with it. (laughs) Penis? What is that? Some sort of Groot snoot? Some sort of squadly waddly? A a penis is definitely some sort of Groot snoot. (laughs) Oh, you call them penises here? Well, in England... (laughs) Some muggles have Groot snoots, but but some have blinking bars. Oh, that's circumcised and non-circumcised. You guys, you guys yeah, really yeah. need to. <laughs> like, I really love you. I really want to. I want to have sex with you. Well, let me summon my Groot snoot no, from su- the <laughs> weedling out that, of his drawled hole. No, that's underpants. Exude Honestly, <laughs> Accio Groot snoot. No, no. Do you think I if do- you uh, say Accio penis, then your penis? I does it. I don't know. It comes out. Well, there's sure, but I don't think that's magic. I think <laughs> that's an erection. <laughs> but but yeah, anything to make the magicians feel more like magic is having an impact on on their lives. Like because I think do magicians maybe they can't explain science because you know they they are very they hate science. They hate science. Like and you know because they're very skeptical about televisions and stuff, which in itself is is you know magic, mm. right? Um. People have harnessed the world to kind of create these wonderful things. They don't like those. So maybe like biology, magicians are also very, very wary of. They think every erection is like some sort of magical thing. They think, oh, someone has cast a levitation (laughs) spell on my Groot Snoot. So let's talk about the second half. Let's quickly quickly summarize where we're at. Uh, Eddie Redmayne has... Has um has donned a magic face and has uh he's come to New York. He's brought a suitcase with a zoo inside of it. He's the the he's befriended a non magic person uh, and fallen in love with a congresswoman, a magic congresswoman. And we just found out that something has been floating around New York, killing people. And it killed a senator. Yeah, a non magic senator. And we've just found out that it's a little girl. Yes. Oh, and um, Colin Farrell has taken. Oh, he's taking the case for his own purposes. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, well let's, let's, let's guess the second half. That's all you need to half. know. We're going to guess the second half uh, right after this message from our sponsor. Pastries for sale. Pastries for sale. Pastries for sale. It's New York in the 20s. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't suppose a, a pastry is something I want, want to eat. I, do, do, do you have any... Uh, uh, Bark? Any bark from an old, an old weeping willow? Why, sir, this is New York. I don't have bark. 
nor any of those. I don't know what a weeping willow is. All I got is pastries and more pastry and a couple of danishes. Oh, I and a donut. I suppose. I, where do you suggest I eat these? Uh, these fine, these fine treats you have here. Well, you can just sit down on a bench here, like other normal New Yorkers. But you don't strike me as a New Yorker. No, I'm not from here. I'm, I'm from England, where we, where we have a magical invention called the cinema. Well, I don't want to hear about it, frankly. The, the cinema. Uh, good day. No, no, please, please. Uh, oh, please okay. stay. Well, you've got to buy a pastry if you're going to talk to me. Okay, here's one canut. Okay, well, that looks like a tiny little beetle. Yes. But I don't I care to accept. Look, just please let me explain right, the cinema. I, I, all right, here, will you eat this pastry while you I'm a magician slash wizard. Okay. And in England, we invented the cinema. It's the magic uh, of the movies. Please and leave me alone. To, sometimes we, you don't know which one. You need to... There's, there's fantastic movies and where to find them. Well, where do you find them? Flix.co.nz. I'm looking we, around for we, a police officer. We wizards also, in, no, we no wizards also invented around. the internet. We invented the internet and uh, we invented I New wish Zealand. You would stop saying all these words that I don't understand. New Zealand, sir. I have it's never a country heard of that. We're like, full of magic take all and full of movies. If you want to find out where to, what movies are on and where to find them in New Zealand, right, go to Flix. No, what's a gun? What's a gun? What's a gun? Leave me alone. Leave Flex. me alone. Dakota NZ. Welcome back uh, to Walkout Boys. Uh, now we are we're discussing the second half of Fantastic Beasts and if to find them. Now, now Colin Farrell has just stolen a suitcase with a zoo inside it, and he's walking down into his lair um, to investigate the content. <coughs> right, right. I've got here. Uh, a whole zoo, oh, a whole zoo inside a suitcase. What, what you got there, boss? You got a, you got a, a zoo down there. Well, I hope so. It's just me, your, uh, your henchman who oh. hadn't appeared in the first half of the movie. Well, uh, what a time we're, for you! We're going to get to know him quite well in the second half. Well, what's your name, sir? My name is Slippery Joe, the pizza guy. Well. I'm the inventor of the pizza. <laughs> Even though people would say it comes from Italy, I tell you, nope, that's a Slippery Joe pie. So, excuse me. Well, let's backtrack for a moment. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I was hoping to investigate this magical zoo oh, I've stolen. I take me as your henchman. I'm probably taking up too much of your time with my jibber jabber. No, no. <laughs> Slippery Joe, please, please. I want to know. You're a, you're a mag, you're you're not an old mag, yes. You're a magician like me, a wizard. Oh yeah, I'm a magician, but I don't use no magic when I make my pizza pies, except for a little oregano, and that's the secret. Wait, so except, are you suggesting that oregano? Is pure magic, it's sir. magic. Well, I don't need to tell you that. You are above me in the magic world. Yes. Well, may I try one of these pizzas? <laughs> you sure? You don't want to look at the... Oh, yeah. Well, come on. Let's go down. 
Uh, I bought a little uh, oven with me here. Uh, oh. You can see, I just sort of uh, light it up. And yes, I, no magic uh, whatsoever. Uh, no magic. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you got to use a little magic. Uh, you know, I make the napkins fold themselves into the shapes of little swans. <laughs> the, anyway, I'm here at Slippery Joe going off again. Here's a piece of pizza. This is incredible. Well, thank you, sir. No, no. We need to take this to market. Oh, the people need do you to... you not want to look in the case or anything? Well, I'll, I'll have a look. Oh, yeah. It seems like a zoo. Oh, no, oh. look. Well, great. This is great. <laughs> I was hoping this whole time you'd take some time to notice your henchman, Slippery Joe, the pizza guy. Well, you never told me you were a pizza maker. Well, I, I, I do, sir. Every time I, I enter the room, I announce my name and my occupation, but you uh, never had seen well, that inclination I to never, listen to me. I never took it seriously because, to me, your occupation is my assistant. Well, that's true, but... A man's got to have two jobs in this depression, you see? It's very hard to... I'd noticed something was depressing. Yeah, everyone's been mighty sad. Ah, that's what I... I've been waking up not feeling so great. Yep, yep. But I think the thing we got to get past is there's no stigma about it. You know, we've got to learn this is a, an illness we got to treat uh, for the whole country. Oh, so it's not a financial depression. Oh, no, sir. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mental depression. Oh. Everyone's very depressed. Well, why aren't we ma- wizards doing something about this? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I've, 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 I've been trying to mention it every time we talk, but uh, you don't. You seem to be quite interested in cases full of zoos and whatnot. Well, it's quite odd to have a zoo, and I suppose it's not odd. Being a being a wizard, I see crazy things all the time. Yeah, why I would, would I be so interested in a zoo being in a suitcase? I don't think I've seen a suitcase that doesn't have a zoo in it. Yeah, I guess uh, you know. <clears throat> If you were a wizard, then, uh, you know, like I am, then maybe something more interesting to you would be the, the way the human mind works. I suppose. I feel like my accent's changed a little bit. I'm betraying a little bit of my southern roots suddenly. No, you, uh, as, as a wizard, some you might have the accent curse placed upon you. Oh, that is entirely likely. There's, a dark, get... there's a dark wizard going around. What? Changing people's accents. <laughs> Changing them up. That's horrible. How are people meant to know where they're from? What's that accent you're doing? I don't know. Oh don't no, know. you're cursed. <laughs> Colin Farrell pulls out his wand and holds it to the throat. <laughs> are you possessed? Yes, yes, I am possessed. This is the voice of the, the child ghost that's haunting New York. No. I've come to give you a message. What? What is your message? That the wizarding world is not safe from the depression, and soon the wizards will be as equally depressed. Bye. And just like that, Joe... Slippery Joe. Slippery Joe fall crumples into a heap. Crumbles like one of his... Crispy pizzas, like flaky. He flakes <laughs> his skin, flakes off, and but and when and like his arm pulls off his body, but like stretchy, stretchy cheese, <laughs> stringy cheese. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Oh my gosh, Colin Farrell now he's got a real dilemma. You know, does he investigate this zoo suitcase, or mm-hmm. does he try and stop <laughs> depression from entering the visiting world? Something they had they had completely avoided, mm. both financially and mentally. Meanwhile. In a, a big clock. <laughs> in a big clock above. In a big clock. A flying clock. Scalamander and Justin, <laughs> the baker. I don't think his name is Justin. Jason. Justin. I'm going to say Justin. Okay, Justin. Justin, the baker, are. Uh, 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 what? what are the, the, so they're up. They're just up in the clock. <laughs> they're up in the clock. <laughs> um, 
looking down on New York, trying to catch the last of their fantastic beasts. Wait, no, did they get the case taken off them? Yeah, they don't have a case. Why right, they they're being put up in a ca- they're being put up in a clock prison. Oh, that's right. They're they're arrested. They're under arrest. Hey, get into this clock, the safest and most secure prison in all of Manhattan. No, uh, please let us out. Uh, you have to, please. Don't you know that the most fantastic beast of all is man, and that he is the most, also the most dangerous, and that he's going to hurt my beasts, even though a lot of them are, are very dangerous and have already hurt or possibly killed quite a few people. I am more concerned with their safety than I am with uh, the safety of human. Wait, you're trying to tell me there's there's more beasts out there? Uh, no. Justin, cover for me. Ah, uh, hey, would you like a uh, a Danish? Oh, you mean like a person from Denmark? Oh no, Danish is like uh, it's like a it's like a donut, but uh, flaky. Okay. Why don't you go get me uh, some pastry and some fruit and an oven and all the paraphernalia, and I'll make you a Danish. I'm noticing uh, the second half of this movie is a lot, of, a lot of people describing how to cook delicious snacks. Look, it is the depression, and a lot people got to earn a living. And anyone, everyone at any one moment is trying to make a buck. Always, always through selling pastry-based food. That's <laughs> my understanding of how everyone got through the depression. Um, and you know, look, I'm. It's not, I'm not saying this is a perfect movie. <laughs> I mean, the first time was pretty good. <laughs> okay, so um, so the guard, the magic guard, goes off to get an oven for um for Justin and Newt. Yeah. Um, so they can. But while he's gone, Newt says, "Now listen, Justin, we have to get out there into Manhattan and find my fantastic beasts. Well, we have several still on the loose. Listen, we have a grip a grip knock. What's that? Well, it's like <laughs> it's like a fish, but with the wings of a bat." And the face. What else? Well, okay. <laughs> well, also, there is a, a slipple whipple, which is a tree that has two fangs and three tentacles and uh, is in love with honey. Now, there's also a snick nick mick. What's that? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a baby, uh, but if a baby had the face of <laughs> a, a slightly older baby. What else? <laughs> I wish you would. What, yes, I, 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 I also have a uh, a, a hippogibbon, hippogibbon, which well, is that. That sounds like a hippogriff, which I read about. <laughs> yeah, well, this one's slightly different because instead of a beak, it has two shoes. Wow! Oh, in the nose place? Yes, that's right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Any others? Yes, there are three more. Oh, three more. <laughs> Shit. There's uh well there's of course a a a wimperninkle. What's that? <laughs> I wish you wouldn't <laughs> I wish you would give me a little more time to explain. <laughs> but a wimpernickle is of course it's a collect it's a swarm of butterflies who form the face of a tennis ball. Okay. What Define the face of a tennis it's the, ball. The sort of bit that says sh- <laughs> has the logo. Slazenger. <laughs> so the butterflies. Wait, sorry, I'm a non-mag. I don't understand well, this entirely. Is, this is a, this is new to you. So the butterflies <laughs> form a shape, a green, it's a sort of green, small ball. Yes, that it says Slazenger on it. Now it's very dangerous to be out there because a lot of people are going to mistake it for a real tennis ball and hit it. 
and if they do so, then all their tennis rackets will turn into fish. Now, there's also out there a hicken... <laughs> The Selenor Catton. What's that? Hicken Selenor Catton is a famous literary. Wait, oh. I wasn't just looking around the room. You saw a book by an author called Eleanor Catton. Well, yes. A lot of these books are all information. How much of the Wizarding World's things are named by looking around and saying a thing you see? Well, you know the hippogriff that was. That was simply named by someone looking at a, a hippopotamus and also a box of Griffin's biscuits. Oh, a, a New Zealand uh, biscuit brand. That's right. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm learning so much. Well, how are we going to get all these animals? Well, we're going to have to attract them. But the thing with these animals is that they are very attracted to sadness. But I can't be sad. I'm a... I'm a pastry chef who makes delicious pastries that make me happy. Well, now I hate to do this to you, Justin, since I am a, uh, I'm a new person in your life, and I think you are a wonderful man, and that someday, uh, believe me, I don't mean to do this, uh, but uh, you're never going to own a bakery. But I'm, but I'm applying for a loan to get one, you're and I... am never going to get that loan. It is the 1920s. The last thing we need is an independent bakery. We need jobs, mass employment to get this country back on its feet again. Your your petite, uh, bespoke bakery is not going to be popular for a hundred years. You are nothing. You are no. less than nothing. You weren't even worth anything in no. a cannery factory. No. You're going to die nameless no. and alone. No. You're going to be nothing, Justin. You're going to be a footnote. A dot in history. And that's when Newt Scalamander learnt he was able to make people depressed by telling them harsh truths. <laughs> just as he was crying, what should fly through the window? But said, wimply pimply. Which one was that? <laughs> that was the one that was like, if, if a bunch of dogs... <laughs> With just stuck together with like little like, glue, glue. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Like how oh, many? My wimpy how, many how many dogs? Six, six dogs, <laughs> different breeds. <laughs> is it an animal or has he just <laughs> this one? In this case, is a bunch of dogs stuck together with glue. You, it is hard to tell in the Wizarding World sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and then of course the movie flashes back. Um, so, Newt Scalman uh, glue. <laughs> And going, I'm terribly sorry, dogs, but there just aren't enough magical creatures in the world, and I need to finish my book. The publisher said I needed 500 pages, and I've got 250. I need to fill this out a bit. And then it cuts. We see every magical creature is just... It's oh just my Newt. god, the floppy porcupine was just him putting a porcupine in water until it softened up. <laughs> That's right, the um the butterflies, it was him just dyeing butterflies green and just scrunching them into a ball and writing Slesinger on them with a sharpie. Like, it's disgusting. The <laughs> yeah, platypus with a pouch that loves gold. Platypuses don't have pouches. It's him slitting, <laughs> slitting a hole in a platypus and shoving money into it. Oh god. Newt Scalamander he's, he's the biggest monster in all You know how he keeps saying that The biggest monster was man He was right But it was one man 
Newt Scalamander. Back, back in Colin Farrell's lair. <laughs> he's he's just finished dust, like sweeping up all the bits of Slippery Joe. Right, I need to do something about this Newt Scalamander. So he's he's learnt that Newt. Newt oh no, he, does he know? Does he know that Newt Scalamander is an animal cruelty guy? No, but he just knows that he he doesn't like him. He's got a zoo, and he's thinking. I need to do something about this Newt Scalamander. And he, he opens the uh, the briefcase and goes down into the zoo. And he walks down into New Zealand. First, he has to get his photo taken against a, um, a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, uh, they, they... There's a lot of... It's a big line as well. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and they're like, and now do what we you scared? And he's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I wonder what they'll put in there. <laughs> and then he's like, I wonder why you stand in front of a green screen where there are many actual animals to stand in front of later... But those are questions for another um, another movie, <laughs> another spinoff, part two. <laughs> we'll entirely address that. Uh, he walks down to the zoo and, and he starts to realize something's not right about these animals. They are, one, one is clearly just a cat with its eyelids stapled <laughs> closed. <laughs> some are just some dead fish. They're like, they've got stilts <laughs> nailed on them. <laughs> and then it just says, walking fish. <laughs> He's like, oh God, this whole time, this whole time we thought he was a whimsical genius. He's, he's so cruel. Oh, cruel am I. <gasps> Scalamander, what are you doing in your own zoo in your own briefcase? Well, that's a question I should be asking you, except not about your own briefcase, but specifically about my briefcase. Well, I had it. I took it off you and took it down into my lair. And then after my colleague turned into a pizza, <laughs> I decided to go inside it. I've heard this tale all too many times, sir. What I want to know is, which animal do you want to be? No, I'm, I'm no animal. I'm an a... empty cage just for you. No, please, please. An I'm... Irish wizard whose face... No, is no a zebra no please and then uh newt scalamander pulls out a zebra he's already ripped the face off and he's just he's just getting ready to just sew a zebra face onto uh onto <laughs> colin farrell it's becoming like this movie is becomes like torture porn it's like sore <laughs> so he um it's like that movie uh audition i think it is uh it's like a korean film but um he just so he sits there with a um and this music is like as he gets like a sewing kit out and just like slowly starts to pierce Colin Farrell's skin with this like droopy droopy zebra face about to hang up Colin needs someone to help him and fast and who should turn up just at the very end but Justin the baker Throwing open the doors to the suitcase, he storms down with a pile of danishes that he's cooked in the oven brought by the wizard guard. (gasps) Justin, what are you doing here? I decided to give everyone a pastry. This depression's getting to everybody's head. It's making everybody sad and weird, and it's making you turn into a guy who staples and sews animal faces to other animals, and now people, come on! What, you really don't think I'm going to believe that just eating a Danish will cure me of my irreparable hatred for mankind? Oh, just you wait. I think you'll find the taste of a tasty pastry is the greatest magic 
of all. Oh! He shoves a Danish into Newt Scalamander's mouth. My God. Oh, so buttery. And what's, what is that? Apricot in the middle? I think you'll find pastry can be a solution to all your problems. Slippery Joe. <laughs> That's right. You're, uh, you're back. Slippery Joe, whose face is like a bit of a pizza, is crawling across the floor of the zoo and he starts putting himself back together. He's like, I think pastry might solve the Great Depression and might make dark magic go away for a little while. This is you, you are. This is this can't be happening. No, I won't believe it. Slippery Joe embraces Newt Scalamander and covers him in pastry, and the pastry starts to crackle and 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 and, and burn and and shrink and and it just melts to the ground, and then disappears. And Slippery Joe turns back into himself and he waves his wand and um he he, he makes more pizzas, more and more pizzas. They're flipping up flipping pizza 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 and he um he starts giving them. To all the animals, all the cruel herd animals, and all of a sudden the the staples come out of the cat's eyelids. The um the the butterflies unscrunch from a tennis ball and turn into just normal butterflies, which they always were, just from eating some delicious pastry. And Slippery Joe and Justin shake hands. You know, uh, I think we could go into business together, you and I. Oh yeah. A Slippery Joe at Justin's Pizzeria and Pastry Bar. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. I bet in a hundred years, people will be saying that name. <laughs> and this is movies are weird. Uh, it's, you don't see it often in movies. Often movies sit in the past will do little nods to how things came to be, but this just shows a business that didn't last that long. <laughs> but they it still says, do that line. There's a title card that comes up afterwards that says, Slippery Joe's Pizzeria and Pastry Bar <laughs> was a massive failure. Well, it was the Great Depression after all. And uh, while the magical properties of their pastry uh, could cure animals, mm. it could not cure the financial disaster um, that overtook the world and it wouldn't, wouldn't be until uh, kind of after World War II mm. that that, uh, that happened. Uh, and, you know, I look forward to seeing more of, of The Great Depression in the sequel to this, which is coming out. Yes, and I think stars Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. And I think a lot of The Depression... So this is going to be like r- literal beasts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when to avoid them. Uh, and a lot of The Depression in that movie will be the actors having to be in a movie with Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, wow. wow. So I assume that's what happened uh, in that movie. Sounds good to me. Yeah. You know what? I'm really glad Sully didn't. Or no, he didn't. Um, he did not. I'm glad Sully was not involved. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes it's good for him to be involved, but sometimes <laughs> it's good for him to stay in his own movie. You know. <laughs> but he can't. You know, it's hard. It's hard. Like I, Sully. You know, it's like the paintings at Hogwarts. You know, mm. he, he has to nip over and visit the others <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> Well, that's been uh, that's been the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, we will be going to see another movie, or half of, again next week, like we do every week, until one of us is hopefully hit by a bus. Um, thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Wow! Uh, and if you if you loved uh, loved or liked this, and you want to hear more podcasts, make sure you check out uh, any of the podcasts on the Little Empire Podcast Network. We are so stoked to be a part of that gang. Uh, every every podcast on there is well worth your time. So um, check them out. Uh, other than that, we'll see you later. 
Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Bonus of the Heart? I would like to end my life having had like one significant relationship, like having had like the most significant relationship instead of just like a series of ones that really? are like good. Do you know That's what I mean? interesting, yeah. Like I would like one to stand How out. How many relationships do you think you'll have in your life? I think I've got about four more in me. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.